Welcome to Time of Restoration Broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. If you woke up this morning and you seem depressed or there's a heaviness over you, just put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and begin to rejoice in this day. Rejoice over the fact that you woke up this morning, you were clothed and in your right mind. Just rejoice for the fact that as you slept during the night, God's protective hand was on you and your family. God, we just thank you, O oh God, today because you are in our lives. You are in the life of every believer. And, and we just thank you today that you would draw men and women, boys and girls, to yourself this day. We welcome you to our broadcast, and we hope that something will be said to encourage your heart. I, I always pray and ask the Lord to give me a Psalms to read. And um, this Psalms that I'm going to read today I'm going to read it in the New Living Translation, and it's Psalms 35. It was a Psalms of David, where he was praying the prayer uh, against those that were out to kill him, out to destroy him. In fact, he was praying, you know, against his enemies. And so many times he prayed such, to me, uh, harsh prayers against his enemies but in reality, you know, he wanted God to just to move on his behalf and help him from his enemies. Because when it all boils down, nearly all of his psalms ended up with him giving praise to God, knowing that God was going to work in his behalf. So I'm going to start reading this. It says, O Lord, oppose those who oppose me. Fight those who who fight against me. Put your armor and take up your shield. Prepare for battle and come to my aid. Lift up your spear and javelin against those who pursue me. Let me hear you say, I will give you victory. Bring shame and disgrace on those trying to kill me. Turn them back and humiliate those who want to harm me. Blow them away like chaff in the wind, a wind sent by the angel of the Lord. Make their path dark and slippery with the angel of the Lord pursuing them. I did them no wrong, but they laid a trap for me. I did them no wrong, but they dug a pit to catch me. So let, so let sudden ruin 
come upon them. Let them be caught in the trap they set for me. Let them be destroyed in the pit they dug for me. Then I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be glad because he rescues me. With every bone in my body, I will praise him. Lord, who can compare with you? Who else rescues the helpless from the strong? Who else protects the helpless and poor from those who rob them? Malicious witnesses testify against me. They accuse me of crimes I know nothing about. They repay me evil for good. I am sick with despair. Yet, when they were ill, I grieved for them. I denied myself by fasting for them, but my prayers returned unanswered. I was sad, as though they were my friends or family, as if I were grieving for my own mother. But they are glad now that I am in trouble. They gleefully join together against me. I am attacked by people I don't even know. They slander me constantly. They mock me and call me names. They snarl at me. How long, O Lord, will you look on and do nothing? Rescue me from their fierce attacks. Protect my life from these, uh, from these lions. Then I will thank you in front of the great assembly. I will praise you before all the people. Don't let my treacherous enemies rejoice over my defeat. Don't let those who hate me without cause gloat over my sorrow. They don't talk of peace. They plot against innocent people who mind their own business. They shout, aha, aha, with our own eyes we saw him do it. O oh Lord, you know all about this. Do not stay silent. Do not abandon me now, O oh Lord. Wake up. Rise to my defense. Take up my case, my God and my Lord. Declare me not guilty, O Lord, my God, for you give justice. Don't let my enemies laugh about me in my troubles. Don't let them say, look, we got what we wanted. Now we will eat him alive. <laughs> May those who rejoice at my troubles be humiliated and disgrace. May those who triumph over me be covered with shame and dishonor. But give great joy to those who came to my defense. Let them continually say, Great is the Lord, who delights in blessing his servant with peace. Then I will proclaim your justice and I will praise you all day long. <laughs> he was pleading his cause, and he was pleading his case unto the Lord. <laughs> he definitely wanted God to move in his behalf in regards to his enemy. 
uh, the, the, the commentator says here says cruelty may be far removed from some people's experience but it is a daily reality for many God promises to help the persecuted and to bring judgment on unrepentant sinners when we pray for justice to be done we are praying as David did when Christ returns the wicked will be punished Father God we just thank you because we know vengeance is yours saith the Lord and we just have to trust God that you will plead our case and our cause one thing we're living in a different uh, kingdom you've given us the commandment to pray for our enemies to bless them and Lord that's what we are doing today praying for our enemies and blessing them God I thank you for the privilege and the honor that I have to enter into your throne room God I'm asking today that you would touch hearts minds souls bodies touch those that are hopeless God we are praying today for leaders of nations we are praying for our president we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem we are praying for the body of Christ Lord continue to make us one unite us O oh God Lord we are praying O oh God for those that are on our prayer list God that you would touch heal deliver make whole God we are praying today that you would make and allow restoration Christian Fellowship Church to be a beacon a lighthouse in our community Lord I lift up my neighbors my community Lord I lift up local governors and mayors I'm praying for those that are sick in the hospital Lord those oh God caregivers that are worn out in their bodies taking care of loved ones that are sick and Lord we're even praying for those caregivers that are cruel and they're being uh, harmful to their loved ones expose and uncover today we are coming against the spirit of depression and loneliness we're coming against the spirit of abortion we're praying for the babies in the womb that they shall live that their mothers will not abort them not knowing who that child will become hallelujah lord we're asking today that you would be the lifter up of our heads the healer of our countenance lord we thank you oh god that you would bring healing where healing is needed that you would bring peace where there's chaos God we just thank you because you've never failed us yet and you're faithful even when we are faithless you're always so faithful so Lord be with us on this evening or this morning uh, while we're doing the broadcast and that the broadcast will be a blessing to those that will be listening in Jesus name I pray amen and amen we just thank God we're going to continue our teaching we are the light of the world 
And that scripture text is coming from Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And it reads as follows. <laughs> Ye are the salt of the earth. But if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is thenceforth good for nothing. But to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Hallelujah. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We just thank God for the fact that we are the light of the world. We are like a city that sitteth on a hill and cannot be hid. I think last week, the last scripture that I read to you was dealing with John chapter 12, verses 44 through 46. Then Jesus cried out, Whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me shall stay in darkness. John chapter 9 verse 5 says, while, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Acts 26 verse 18 says, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. John 12, verses 35. Then Jesus told them, You are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they're going. So I had given an example how we can stop our toe walking in the dark, getting up to go into to the bathroom at night, in the middle of the night, because we can't see where we're going. But we know that the transforming light of Christ is what? lives in us that tr the transforming light of Christ is what's living in us and you know as I was studying the lesson I was uh, looking at some scriptures and it talks about as lights we have Christian influence and 
one of the influences that we have, which is a good influence, is that the unbelieving spouse can be influenced by the saved spouse. So in other words, we have a saving influence. And I know you, many of you have heard my story, how I met my husband before I met him, and how I have been praying for the Lord to bless me with a husband. And my prayer was, because my mother always taught us, let the Lord know what kind of a husband you want. And so I actually, I know I wanted a safe husband, but as I began to share that with the mother that prayed with me after the pastor had prayed for me, she went up into the spirit and, and started speaking in tongues and prophesying. And she says, mm, as strange as this sounds to me, I'm sure it's going to sound strange to you, but I hear the Lord say, he does not have a saved husband for you, but that your husband will be saved through your sanctification. And so it, it did sound strange to me because I was always taught about being unequally yoked with unbelievers. And But the thing about that teaching was that we were taught that if a person wasn't Kojak and you married somebody that wasn't Kojak, you weren't saved. My husband was a Methodist and I was in Pentecostal. But the thing was, he believed in Jesus. So my pastor at that time, when he counseled us, he said, you know, you're not unigloring. You're due to the fact that, you know, he was not in a religion that did not believe in the deity of God. So that made the difference. But I was still a little leery because of my former teaching that I had been taught. But I trusted God and I stood on that prophecy. And I can say that 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 16, was fulfilled. Because my husband would tell everybody, it was my wife that drew me into the kingdom. I mean, everywhere he would go, he even had his little separate little uh, um, track that he had written up. And it shared the story how I influenced his life. But to God be the glory. But that was a prophecy that was fulfilled. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 16 says, For, for knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Or knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? So you see, there's influence. There's a good influence in being a light. A light to your spouse. A light to your husband. A light to your wife. So it is very important to be uh, that, have that influence to be that light, to be able to draw the unsaved into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Then we talk about, uh, you know, the backslider. Psalms uh, 14, no, Proverbs 14 and 14 says, The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways and a good man shall be satisfied from himself hallelujah so this is talking about uh selfish absorption absorption when you're so involved in yourself you're so absorbed in yourself that you 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 don't um, allow your light to shine, and you're not that influencer by no means, but you're allowing people to fall 
because of your backsliding ways. So it says the backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. Matthew 24 and 12 says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. And that's talking about the religious indifference. <laughs> I mean, the Bible says that the time will actually uh, shorten itself to, because the very, uh, the very, some of the very elect will not be saved because of the fact that they're falling away. But we, we don't want to backslide. We don't want to lose our saltiness. We don't want to lose our seasoning by backsliding. But we want to stay fit and stay in God's word. Let the word work for us and then we, let, then we work the word. Work the word, let the word work for us. And so we want to make sure that we do not allow, you know, the enemy to fool us and to always, you know, getting absorbed into yourself. What's not working for you? Uh, I got saved, but things got worse. You have to know that when you when you accept Jesus as your personal savior, it's not going to be uh, 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 roses and and all these things all the time. You know, people should never even teach that because sometimes when you get saved, things get worse because the devil is mad because you no longer belong to him. So he's going to try to discourage you and he's going to try to bring uh, your family against you and friends against you. But know that the greatest thing you can do is accept Jesus and become the light of the world that you can influence others. You know, if your friends and the circle that you are around or not influencing you of the things of God, you know, you don't, you do not need to be around them. You can love them afar off, but not in the point, not isolate yourself now, but not get to the point that they are, in, are influencing you, influencing you more of the things of the world than you are influencing them of the things of God. Then there's a misfit somewhere, you know, because you don't want to fall back into the world. You want to continue to hold on to go forward and not to fall back. But one thing, if by chance you fall back, God is a God of a first, second, third, and fourth, fifth chance. And you can get back up and continue to allow your light to shine before the world. When you repent and put your trust in Christ alone for salvation, you will be a light. No doubt about it. Not only do you see everything more clearly, but the light will come to live inside of you. The light of the gospel will transform you. And you know, and as you come uh, into this light and this light lives in you, as you face problems and trials and tribulations and testings, all these things are things that are transforming you into the very image of Christ. These trials, these heartaches, 
these times of bitterness and whatever things are going on, these are the things that will transform you into the image of Christ when you handle them correctly. See, you're not you're not doing evil for evil. You know, but what you're doing, those that's doing evil against you, you're praying for them. You are blessing them. You know, those that persecute you, you're loving them. See, so our, the kingdom's principle is totally different than the world's principle. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. Oh, we are the light of the world. Brighten the corner where you are. Dispel the darkness that's around you because of the light that's in you. So we thank God for the teaching on this evening. We are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. If you're listening and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I would like to give you that opportunity. If you will repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood. Fill me with your spirit. And write my name in the Lamb's book of life. Be my Lord, my Master, and my Savior. If you prayed that prayer, let someone know. Let your siblings know. Let a friend know. It's always good to let someone know once you've accepted Jesus because you are letting the, the world know that you are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. If you're that backslider, repent. Confess your sin. Confess the fact that you fell short and missed the mark. You missed the bullseye. And ask the Lord to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. The saints are waiting for you. Abba Father is waiting for you. Every soul that repents on earth, it makes heaven rejoice. So every soul that prayed that prayer tonight and came into the kingdom of God, the family of God, I welcome you. The, the angels are rejoicing, throwing a party on your behalf. Hallelujah. And I rejoice with you as well. So whatever you do, always seize the moment to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only thing we can take to heaven with us are souls. Never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. 
Everything is left for someone else. Only what we do for Christ will last. So whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord.